All right, hello, bro. Hello. What do you think of fucking car rental companies? I think they are the scum of the earth. <laughs> no, uh, and and to be honest with you, I used to work for one. Uh, rhymes with uh, memor prize, and yeah. um, and to be honest with you, dude. I loved, loved, loved working with the people there uh, just because we were all like just young go-getter type of people. Um, and it was it was a fun, like competitive atmosphere. However, um, you know, when it came to it's just it's, you're just it's a numbers game and you're just a number two and you know what i mean they treat you like oh we're family here we're here to help you we're here to do whatever but like you know you get sick and you don't have enough days and now they write you up and it's like it's like super corporate you know and so um they wanted like like they, they wanted both sides of their of the of their oh, cake the and eat it too yeah yeah they wanted us to like break our backs for the company but then like they wouldn't do stuff like for us in, in the end so um <laughs> it's fucked right that's how it always yeah. ends up it's fucked yeah and and also you know like i understand working there and understand selling the insurance and doing all that stuff but then it was like i also have to be the person who shows face when like things go wrong so i, I don't know I, I can go on and on but like what's your experience are you just a renter of those people or, or what do you think uh i haven't rented ever um hmm. i think because i also worked well also because i haven't had the need either like in the well, you US. worked there as well you well i worked well? I, I worked at a call center for one of those companies um and it was shit man um, yeah, it was super shit. In the U.S., it's because from what I understand, like in the U.S., the basic already has insurance, and then the extra insurance is they just want to fuck you over, kind of, right? Yeah, I mean, like I've seen where the insurance actually help people, for sure. You know, we just walk away from it, like, oh no, that that happened. Okay, I got to write a report, but you got the insurance or you got the coverage, so it's like, no problem. You know, and, and I've seen people who come back with like a little bump and it's like, oh shit, now they got to pay their deductible. So like if I were to rent for a weekend, two days, I'll take the coverage personally, like me, um, especially in like areas <clears throat> that you like a New York or like a Miami whew, all day long um, or any like that. But like if I'm going to Kentucky, I probably won't take the coverage. Like or if I'm if going you, for anything more than three days. I'm not if you go like to a nice suburban area or like a nice little rural area with a lot of space and everything, nice people, you know, mm -hmm. you, you're you like, don't worry. And, you know, the, the person at the counter when you rent the car is like, don't worry, honey, we'll, in, we'll include the insurance and just go out there and have fun here. And, you know. Yeah, that's an easy way to get the sale. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm just saying, I, like, I, they're, they're probably, you know, nice like that. But, yeah, I feel you. Here in Europe, it's crazy because bumping each other into cars when you park is sort of like the national sport. So. <laughs> yeah, then definitely take the coverage. And definitely here, the coverage. they really try to fuck you over. 
but then but then here's my thing right so like i used to work at a couple different places i used to work in car rental at, in the city like in a in a town then i worked at car rental at the airport and then i went to truck rental uh which were like the box trucks and all that stuff so i you know i i know a thing or two and it was like in the city in the city like we those cars pretty much stay circulating along what they call like the the home city branch right home city versus airport so home city is like Pepper Pines, Miramar, you know what I mean, Davy. okay? Those guys would circulate the same cars. When I would need a car, I'd call Miramar, and Miramar would send me the car with the driver. I'd swap with them. I'd send them a Mustang for a Suburban because I got a couple family. You know, so you would play that game. A lot of logistics behind that, too. Um, but then, like, if it would come back, we would know. Like, you know, we'd be very careful with our cars, you know? At the airport, you're selling at the counter. You don't even see the car. We would actually walk you out to the car in Home City. We would walk around the car with you. We would show you, look, here's damage, here's damage. I'm marketing it, marking it down here. You know what I mean? Anything bigger than a golf ball, you know, you know, you want to take the coverage. It'll, you know, like I had a spiel, and uh, I was good at it, but. I just, you know, sometimes it's hard to sell stuff that you don't believe in. Sometimes it'd be like, "How long are you going for? Are you going for a week? Oof." Just pay your deductible, dude. If if anything happens, you you'll pay it regardless. <laughs> renting this car for a week, and oh, if nothing okay. happens. So, so what you're saying is like, in those cases, the insurance is almost the same as if some shit was to happen. So, just mm -hmm. risk it. <clears throat> okay, mm -hmm. I get you. Yeah, I remember I I I didn't rent it myself, but I helped my I helped my dad rent a car for a friend in Miami because they didn't have a credit card. They were coming from Venezuela. And, oh, okay. and the lady, you know, gave us the, the spiel and we got the coverage. I actually told my dad, like, yeah, have them pay the coverage because, you know, it's your credit card. Like, fuck it. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was like you say, like they, they like they told us like floor three, section A, number 43. And you just went down to like a fucking giant parking lot filled with rental cars. And it's like mm -hmm. what you're saying, like you just go and get it and drive off. I was like, wow, this is weird, but also kind of cool. Like, just you're off, you know. But it, it, what yeah. you're saying is, it was a different vibe when you were in the city, in the city, than in the airport. The airport is more like the wild, wild west. Yeah, and so like sometimes you get into a car, like you know, section A, B, three, nine, all the way down at the end, next to the bum, and it would be like dude there's a big ass scratch on this car and it's like you'd be looking around like there's nobody around to help you and it's like okay well i'm gonna drive off with this car that already has damage i haven't taken the coverage so now you feel some type of way and like the brand is kind of like tainted for you a little bit you know um and so i if if you're listening to this podcast if you know at any given point in time every time every time take a video of the car walk around the car and just go all the way around and step back don't be don't be mom who like just gets pictures of like two-thirds of the car back up and and do the do a, a loop around because that's going to save you a lot but you think time. like just showing that video to you as an agent will like serve you yeah and at enterprise you have to leave completely satisfied now if you trash the vehicle like 
they forego that, right? But if if you have a little chip or, or on the pain or something like that, and you're like, dude, that wasn't me, you know? And it's like, no, that you know, our our cars are inspected before we give them out. This and that, whatever. No, 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 that was not me, and I'm gonna be very unhappy if I have to pay my deductible. Oh well, you know, like customer service to them is number one, you know, at an enterprise. So it's um, it's you know, there's it's funny because I all my friends that I used to work with, they say, yo, like if I ever leave this company, like I'm gonna know how to get a free rental because <laughs> you, you just work the system, and people do work the system. That's the problem, and you get frustrated as a person because I checked you into the car, you brought it back to me. You're acting like you never met me. And I remember giving you this car and it didn't have that that on there. Like, mm. that's just... So you get lied to. But then it's like, so, on the flip well, side... You know what's funny, though? Like, this is something, I guess, that goes to the American customer service. Here, the, the, which is a bit counterproductive because at the end of the day, you just want to make them happy so they come back. But here, yeah. like, if you come back and you don't have proof that you didn't do it, it's like the burden to prove it is on you, motherfucker. Like, fuck you, suck a dick. We're taking the deductible, and we don't give a fuck about your customer loyalty. The fuck out of here. Coming to Europe and shit, trying to fucking visit Rome, and fuck the fuck out of here with your car and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and and it's funny because sometimes you would, they would take people from here, and they would get a an area manager in berlin or in in anywhere london you know and they try to instill these american customs over there i don't know how successful they are you know enterprise in another part of the world my mom rented a uh a, a pago pejo pajio pejo yeah pejo uh and she was very happy <laughs> very happy the whole process was basically how she rents it over here. She was afraid that she was going to get stick shift. Now nobody rents you a stick shift. Well, At no, but the big companies. It might. Well, in the U.S., no, but here a lot of them you have to specifically rent it automatic, yeah. and which is weird because I don't drive stick shift either. Which I know it sounds like a bitch move, but hey, man, you know Stevie. I D, love driving stick shift. Stevie D was always into the race cars and shit. So he knows how to handle that stick, god damn it. Damn right. So does my girl. For all you haters out there. <laughs> but um no. Dude, well, I enjoy quick, quick question. Do you think that well cause it, it seems like Red Rice, the company that you worked in, like I from from our side, it, it always seemed like that one was a good one. Like it seemed like it's a within like the the ones that you have to choose do you think they're all like that or do you think there are some shitty ones some shittier than others so no definitely there are some shittier ones than others like i was sitting next to at the airport uh the avis budget counter so just for a little <laughs> under, understanding here enterprise is own is the big company and they own alamo and they own national so it's enterprise is it's enterprise alamo national uh, what they call the tri-brand and what's crazy about that is that like the alamo rental agents which they're trying to push them all to computers and kiosks right 
to save money and that's what makes alamo slightly cheaper slightly because it's the same pool of vehicles it's the same pool of vehicles the only thing is that for national they'll hold lower mile vehicles because those are typically like nicer kept vehicles you know when you get into an elantra with sixty thousand miles on it yeah you know it's like Mm-hmm. There's a difference. <laughs> so, so national so, is like the little higher end. Yeah, nationals for the business traveler. You don't really ever have a line there. You here's my reservation. Here you go, sir. Here are your keys. It's all prepaid. Or you can just some in some places they'll say, okay, you're set up for a sedan. Um, there's somebody out there already, and you can just tell them what car you want in the sedan line in the in the crossover line in the suv line mm. whatever in the sports line like you could oh i want this one so like the price you pay which is the case for enterprise too but it just doesn't seem that way because of the way it's sold like sometimes they'll be like oh like you know for 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 emerald for, for the emerald club they call it for national you just go down to the green it's usually painted green and you just say yeah go over there but for enterprise you'd be like okay you're set up for a mid-sized you know mid-sized sedan that's like a toyota corolla okay oh my god what no it was like it looked it was like a camry or like a, an impala oh my god and I'm like oh okay well i can upgrade you but the truth is is that i don't really have a fucking toyota corolla i only have the camry and impala so i'm sitting here be like Oh, but I don't want to pay more. I'm like, look. All right, check it. I'll give you the Impala for half of what I rent the Impala for. You know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit more than the Corolla, but it's le- it's less, you know. If you really want it, like I'll give it to you. You know what I mean? No problem. But if they really push me on it, I have nowhere to go. I, I, they're going to call my bluff, so I say, "Okay." You know, I'll tell what you what. Do, what uh, do you mean? Like if they're like, "No, no, I don't want the upgrade." Let no, no, no! I don't Corolla. want to pay more. Yeah, I don't want more. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get the Corolla. And you're like, so fuck. then I spin it, and I'm saying, all right, fuck it, because the upgrade are things that we don't get money. Like people think that if I sell insurance, I get money. No, actually, they give us dick. They give us nothing. Only the more that you have, the more clout you have, and the more opportunity for growth you have. But at the end of the day, you're still busting your balls and screwing everybody over. So. It, they'll turn around and, and they'll be like, oh, no, 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 just give me the Corolla. Like, that's not what I signed up for. And then I have to turn around and say, instead of saying, oh, okay, fine, I, all I have is a Corolla, I'll just say, look, and for, you know, for customer service satisfaction, we want to make sure that all of our customers leave completely satisfied. And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and, and give you the, the Chevy Impala at no extra charge. You know, but like, so you were going to charge me originally, you motherfucker? No, you played I was. poker with me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and bro, trust me, I get them all, all types. I'm like, look, I understand your frustration. This is just kind of how it is. Hey, dude, um, it's, it's, I'm sorry, but you gotta understand. I also got a hustle here, and this is the game. Okay, so <laughs> just be happy you so, want it. This is a, this is a loss for me. Okay, I feel like a man is my manhood has been taken because you caught me on the bluff. So can you just can you just leave here? Have the keys. I'll give you the GPS. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then I throw a roadside on him. They don't even know. <laughs> so so what you're saying is that you you say, okay, I see you have a Corolla. Would you like to upgrade for half the price? And then they're like, oh, all right, sure. And then, but you were going to give them the Impala anyways because you don't have a Corolla. Correct. 
That's the game. But sometimes I got no upgrades. And I have usually have usually what you ordered. Okay. But sometimes but sometimes I'll have a smack in morning where I upgrade everybody and then everybody at nighttime if we don't get returns and flip them to turn them and rent them people are getting downgraded and that's even worse. Damn, <laughs> how do you sell that? No, I I I But did you like look for discount the... them or not? Oh yeah, I mean you you yeah, you, you handle it the way you you try you de-escalate the situation. Hey, look, you know. Uh our car we we had a we had a Chevy Suburban for you. However, uh there was a mechanical failure on it and you know you'll never see the car so you'll you make up whatever the fuck you want you know uh, I mean? the driver was driving here spe specifically to to have you a fucking semi ran into a guy dead dead in instantly instantly uh <laughs> the thankfully the car was a total um what was it called the total destruction total loss total, total loss. loss so we're gonna actually gonna get the insurance so by next month you'll be able to rent that same suburban in a in a upgraded version uh poor mike didn't make it i mean like i said instant but uh in any case we have a corolla with seventy five thousand miles <laughs> and i can get you the hookup on the price <laughs> <laughs> And include oh and include the tape converter so that you can play <laughs> you, you, you can play your, your music. CD player. <laughs> Remember the tape converter? You put the tape in with a cable that would go out. I didn't even know how the fucking voodoo magic shit worked. <laughs> that was some shit, bro. No, but yeah, at that point you you have a couple of luxury SUVs in your pocket and you say, "Hey, look, I don't have a Chevy Suburban. I actually have a smaller Infinity QX whatever." And it's like, "Oh, oh shit, Infinity. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, but my luggage doesn't fit in there." Yeah, well, you know, it's an Infinity shit. Fuck up. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Do you find Ah, man. I, I had to just... put grandma into a Jeep Wrangler once. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, this guy. The door bro. fucking flung open, didn't even. It just took her with it. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, oh, come here, Granny. Get in, the, get in this Chevy Suburban. You're gonna look fire. Oh, shit. Do you. Uh, do you you would have enjoyed working there. It's fun, but it's a, it's a shit. You know what I hate, though? Christmas the customer service, man. Like. Uh, I work that shit nowadays, and it's just, it's horrible, man. I think, you know, it's good to work those jobs, especially, like, restaurants and all, so that you can be a nice person to those people in the service industry. But, man, it's... Because cause if, if, if most people were just nice, and most of people are, but then mm -hmm. you have those fucking bitches, right? Like... I get those, man. And I'm just like you, motherfucker. Oh, they know that the squeakiest wheel gets the most grease, man. So it is. Do you think? You uh, no, I haven't. Oh. It's a Spanish thing. Maybe it's a it is. Maybe it is. Spanish thing that the, the squeakiest wheel get the most grease. Mm-hmm. And grease being like goodies or. No, like well, yeah, in, in the metaphorical sense, you get the most hookups oh, okay. when you squeak. You okay, 
That's actually a, a cool one. Do you think it's a profitable? I mean, obviously it is, but how profitable do you, do you find this rental business to be? Like, like they, they flip these cars like it's, like it's fucking, no, you know, not tomorrow, just flipping, flipping, flipping. Yeah. No, I mean, they make so much money because not only do you rent the car, but then, you know, then there's a whole like what they call, I'm trying to remember the name of the, of the department. Um, the department of buying and selling vehicles. So there's a sweet spot that you sell a vehicle for where you don't lose money. Like anything after this amount, you start to exponentially lose money because the, the value of the vehicle goes down. So they pull the vehicles, VR, vehicle, uh, vehicle rehabilitation. Yeah. Vehicle something recovery. VR. Okay. So what did, what do you think is it like three, four years? No, it's mileage. It's mileage. Yeah, it's usually six months. The car has to be in in with you for six months, um, and you. So basically, the the home city or airport. Your goal is to make kind of understand what the renter needs, and then don't give them a vehicle that's going to get pulled soon. Give them a vehicle that they can rack up miles on. You know what I mean? Don't give a vehicle that's about to get pulled to to a person who's going cross country you, you get what i'm saying because the faster that you can get vr the vehicle the faster they can sell it a lot of times they have they have contracts where they can immediately get back the vehicle back to the dealer that sold it to them and the dealer will buy it back at a certain price but it has to be within the range of this and this in mile so you're saying like normally it's about six months time no, app, you, the vehicle has to be with you for six months, and then you have to reach a mileage amount. So the vehicle could be with you for two years. Mm. But okay, it has to reach so, a they don't, so they almost like already have contracts where like after a certain amount of mileage, I give you back the vehicle, you give me a new one, and we keep doing this racket. And then they sell yeah. those, those used cars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enterprise. Let me see what Enterprise Holdings... I, I have heard that if you want to buy a car for a good price to like, get them in those like rental like buy offs, but maybe maybe those cars yeah, are 20... really like mm -hmm. they're really what you know used like well they're very well maintained because they have they're actually like the branches get scored on how well maintained the vehicles are so like the motor and the and the inner workings are pretty good. They're like oil changes on time, rotations, all that stuff. But, um, but you know, maybe the interior of the vehicle. There is a whole other department that if it's bad, they reupholster and they, you know, they spruce it back up. So they bring it back to life. Um, if it's a completely smoked out car, which happens all the time, you know, they re usually replace the whole upholstery. So it's not really like a bad gig. It, it, it isn't like for a... a a person who need, who's in the market for a used vehicle, it's actually, I think, one of the better places. You just mm. can't haggle. You just can't haggle. Like the price is the price, you know. And it's at okay. a and it's and it's a fair price, but it's not like, dude, I got a deal. Right. But who the fuck ever gets a deal? Like ever? No one's ever walked out of there, out of a dealership, and well, actually, everyone always walks out of the dealership saying that they got a deal. But, but they then, then they always look back. Then they look back years later and like, oh my god, I'm getting fucked. So. Oh, you mean like because they start realizing what they really got into, got themselves exactly. into? Exactly. Yeah, I pick, I took my SUV 
I got my SUV for $19,000. And I was like, dude, that's a steal. How do you get an SUV under 20 grand? But then I realized the car depreciates so fast that I'm upside down on it now. And it's like, ah, of course they were giving these shits away. And do you think I was, you know, I remember my dad back like maybe 15 years ago telling me like, you know, I realized that the way to really have vehicles is to lease them and not buy them. And I was just like, that doesn't make sense. It's never yours. You're paying all these years for the car. And at the end, the car is not yours. But when you really started to see the other side of the coin, it's not mm -hmm. that much better. And you're tied up to the car. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, yeah, it's true. At least, for example, it's three to five years. If you have your vehicle in three to five years, let's say that you you pay the car in three to five years, which is never really the case. It takes a little, it takes longer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, for most people, but let's say that you do. After that, the cars might start needing shit to be worked on and, and then that's gonna cost you money and it's gonna be more annoying to get a tow truck, get do this and that, than every three years just get a new car, change your lease. And, cause like at the end of the day, life is a fucking rent. You know, even if you yeah. get a house, you have all this property tax, all this fucking administrative, all this shit. So it's like, it almost becomes, it almost seems like it makes more sense, even if you have money, to just rent and lease in yeah, some I mean, cases. To, to a degree, yeah. I mean, like, it's my, my fiance has a leased Volkswagen, and the fact that it's a Volkswagen, I definitely would lease the fuck out of that vehicle. You know what I mean? Because when you start to really think about the, the maintenance on that vehicle after a certain amount of mileage, it gets costly. And also, you know, you have like some people who like to get into the luxury vehicles, right? And they'll buy a Ferrari and, and then they'll flip the Ferrari after a certain amount of miles because they know they're not going to drive that many miles. And so at the end of the day, the whole cost of owning the vehicle is as much as a car note for some people because they know when to sell it those are like usually the, the people who know how the game works you know because a lot of there's a lot of vehicles that do hold their value and they know how and they know how to play that right but that wouldn't be like with a new car right you would need to get like in the used game business well no i mean you could buy a brand new whatever uh, like i i think my brother-in-law was trying to say like he can buy a ferrari 430 or whatever it is i'm not a ferrari guy but um buy a ferrari and then like at the end of it like you're paying a thousand bucks a month and then you flip it for a certain amount like the same game that enterprise plays that we just talked about but they play it with the but it makes more sense for an individual to do that uh because you're not because enterprise buys ten thousand cars at a time you know but i'm guessing they do this mostly with more luxurious cars because it's harder to get them i don't think like You didn't, I don't think there's a room market for that. You like buying a Kia, a Monty no. or whatever. Like that's if you can no. get like a Maybach and shit, and then you flip yeah. it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, when it's those vehicles, the AMGs, the the Maybachs, usually those kinds of vehicles are the ones that hold their value a lot because <clears throat> they're rare and, uh, and shit. But that's exactly, gotta, that's gotta be a. I mean, again, I'm not a car guy, but that's just gotta be like so. 
it's like a headache right like having such an expensive car that takes a special type of mechanic like if anything happens it just seems a lot mm-hmm. more it seems a lot smarter to just lease a car like that and forget about it after and yeah i mean if you're also like for instance when i was a, a rep and i would drive around the whole state of florida i can't lease because there's mileage restrictions mm. you know they would eat me that alive is true. that is true but if it was but if i'm a normal human being driving 30 minutes to and from work yeah at least works for me at least will work for anybody but you yeah. never own it you'll always have a car payment so, so if do you're you, also do you think, thinking about that do you think well, what do you, what, what would you do like looking back now at the car that you have that you paid eventually you're gonna own it like I, how how would you measure it i i was i bought the car when i was a rep so i thought that i was gonna need to buy a car because the lease wouldn't have made sense i shortly after then got into enterprise i lost my job and, and got into enterprise so i was stuck with that car you know <clears throat> and i and in hindsight if i could go back and do it again i would lease the car absolutely Okay. You know, absolutely. Uh, my job right now, I, I drive all the way to downtown Miami, and that's like thirty some odd miles there and thirty some odd miles back. And you multiply that by the amount of days. I mean, it's a. It, I'm over the amount. I'm over the amount. It's okay, like so so I did, so it really works out for you to five. own the car now because the mileage yeah, will fuck you up. Yeah, I mean, just to get to work every day for a year is sixteen thousand six hundred forty. That's not going to my mom's house. That's not going to the beach. That's not going to. So I'm already over like the amount of miles. And so also you got to think too, if you're going to stay loyal to the brand or especially if you're going to stay loyal to the dealership, they might be willing to waive the mileage. But you never know where you're going to end up. I mean, I went from Miami to Clearwater, Clearwater back to Miami. So it's like, you know, and, and it was long enough for me to go through a lease over there and a lease over here or at least with Nat. A lease over here, lease over there, lease over here again. So, so I'm never loyal to the dealership. So there's no incentive for that dealership to write off those miles. So like okay. that's I run into that issue, you know. Mm, um, okay. So it's do you, um. Do you yeah. think like because I guess the sweet spot will be you? I mean, obviously this is having more money, but like you maybe own one car that you know you can do whatever you want with it, and then have like another lease. Of like a really nice car that you just drive for fun. Exactly. And exactly. And that's kind of what's happening now here. Like Nat's car is far uh, better than mine. Um, and that's kind of the car that we ride around in and it looks nice. Got the sunroof, you know, the whole thing. And uh, But if I could, I would buy outright a car. Or I'd buy, I'd buy a very affordable used car. Like mm. where my monthly payment is under $200. You know? That's true. Um, and have like a little, maybe like a Honda or a Toyota yeah. Corolla. I love beaters, man. Especially like my old days. Like if I the if what? I had a, a little a beaters? beater, mm. a beater, like a beater car, like a daily yeah. driver. Like I love them. The hoopty, the hooptier, the better, bro. Fuck it. You know, you put a subwoofer where the wheels are about to come off. It's like, yeah, like those are the man. cars that you have more fun with. You start to learn a car way better that way too. That's why like Nat needs leases because she never drove a hoopty. She drove a a hand-me-down van that broke and broke and broke and broke she never like fixed it so it was like she never had to go and figure out what was wrong with it you know she just took it to somebody and they fixed it me yeah me too um i fucked up many cars in my days and i wasn't even like a like a fast driver i was just 
they were all on the edge of they were all on their on their on the edge of their life. Yeah, which is that's the thing. Yeah, I was just a fucking idiot. Um, but I always had like three thousand dollar cars, and I love that, <laughs> dude. I remember one time, I think I went with you, or you told me about it. A place in my in Miami called You Pick It, and mm-hmm. and yeah. I I had crashed my car, and I needed to get a rim and a tire. So I was like, man, I took out 50 bucks. I was like, fuck, I hope I can even get, and I couldn't get a new, right? Like a, a rim with a tire would be like a couple hundred bucks. So I was just like, all right, man, I'm gonna go. You you told me, go to this place, dude. I went there. You needed to bring your own tools. And he, you yeah. were just in a scrap yard. And yeah. dude, I literally, I didn't even have tools, bro. I remember I saw the thing. I was like, oh fuck, that's the wheel I need. That everything is perfect. It was already inflated. Like, I just needed to put it. And I saw some guy that was like a Colombian dude. I was like, hey, dude, can I use your tool real quick? And I fucking took off the wheel. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I hope this shit, you know, is, I, I, I can pay for this. I took it to the lady. Like, it was so, so weird, man. It was like a counter. It, it actually worked. It was like efficient. She was like, all right, $7.60. I was like, oh, shit. I remember, dude, <laughs> I paid for that, and I was like, oh, my God, I got, like, 43 bucks to just ride with the homies. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, yeah was, man, you pick, bro. You pick it. Dog, that, those are the good days. It just sucks when you have, like, a really common car. Like, good luck going to a U-Pick with a Honda Civic. Bro, every radio's fucked. Every window motor fucked. Every tire gone like oh really yeah but like when it's a like if you like your saturn or your yeah oh yeah saturn all day long all day long you'll find shit there bro oh but ironically like a honda civic or like a corolla those are the cars that would last forever you had a civic i remember you had a little civic the little hatchback I, i love that car i love that car bro i wish i could i i see him driving around still i'm like man at this point, I probably would have put a new motor in. It would have been badass, bro. I love little hatchbacks. Actually, I, I've seen this mo- this Mercedes, though. <sighs> so nice, bro. And, this, and an Audi. The Audi hatchbacks, the Mercedes hatchbacks. I'm like, girl. And my girl's like, they're so ugly. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. Yeah, I'm not, not into hatchback. hatchbacks. I'm not into hatchbacks either. Love hatchbacks. I, I like more like the, the Lexus IS300 look. Yeah, Although, no, those well, are nicely sporting. But I used to like like the early two thousand models. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but but also when you see the new ones, they're fucking sick. And then I started I started getting into like the not the IS but the LS Lexus, of course, which is like the sedan, and that shit is fucking presidential, man. Yeah, I, I love Japanese technology. Yeah, yeah, and to be honest with you, bro. If I were to buy another car or get into another car, I'd probably get the G70 Hyundai, the Genesis, dude, which is a Hyundai at the end of the day. But, brother, that shit is fat. And I would lease that one just because it's a Hyundai. You know, you never know what the motor, how long the motor is going to be. But that G70, boy, <laughs> that's nice. However, like Hyundai and what was the one I had? Um, Kia. Hyundai and Kia. Are the same brand, yeah, yeah. They just have and different and they're South South Korean, and bro, 
those we had a I had a couple like my family had a couple of those Kias, and they were really good cars. Like I really liked them. Uh, I remember my my uncle had a a Hyundai Santa Fe, and that little sports uh, little SUV was was really gangster. I really like. I think it's similar to the one you're talking about, the Lexus uh, sports van. Not like a van, the LX? but the, the yeah, the LX. Like the SUV. The yeah. SUV. Yeah, their LXs are dope. Their LXs are dope. I love that stuff, man. Honestly, cars are cars are the worst investment ever, all the time. So you might as well lease it. I do agree with you. There are some times where. You know, my next car too. If it's if it's not that G seventy, it's probably a Tesla, just because I don't have to pay for gas. You pay almost the same. You pay like I don't know, ten thousand dollars more for the car, but over the lifespan of the vehicle, like you save really? that you, on gas. You get a Tesla. Yeah, just because I'm a techie guy. Like I love the tech. Would That's you, why I want the G seventy. Yeah. You can. I think it's better to lease it just because it's a, it's a technology that's improving constantly. And you batteries, right? The battery. Yeah. The you don't want to be stuck with like a, like the old version, you you know? Yeah. It yeah. feels like, no, a, like a scary investment for me to have a Tesla. Yeah. It's like the obsolete iPhone that doesn't update anymore. <laughs> or what? Or I, I say iPhone, but I'm sure it happens like with Google, with uh, Android. I don't know bubbles or whatever the fuck android os is on at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. um well actually it seems like tesla is kind of like apple when it comes to repairs where like mm-hmm. they don't want to make it easy for anybody to repair it. and no, no. so you have like people that are like tesla hackers and like they sort of hack and fix teslas and shit there's this guy that i follow that fixes apples uh, oh not you know apple products apple and, products, yeah. and he he talks about like how they make it hard on them to know how to fix shit and you know they're just being assholes in that sense yeah but that's um but that's that's what it is you know that's that that model microsoft is doing it now like the apple model of you know come to me for proprietary fixes and stuff like that lexus has been doing that forever uh, I think German I think school. if you, I, I don't support it because I'm always a guy that like I want to have the information and you're already selling me the products like you can sell me the parts too but like fucking don't own every I mean I guess it's a hard argument also because it's like well they own the company but the other side mm-hmm. of the coin is if you are going to do it like if you're gonna have your own like fix sort of system at least do yeah. it well but a lot of times they don't do it well. And it sort of leaves a gap in the market, you know, like, like a lot of what Apple does is just like replace the thing. And like, you know, there are cases where like they will charge you a thousand bucks, almost like the same price of the product. And all they're going to do is replace the board because they don't even know how to fix it or they don't have time for that. And it's bullshit. It's better to just recycle it and get you a new one because they come in, they come in that fast, you know? Yeah. But I just, it feels like a bit of a waste. Like there's this issue in Nebraska with you know you know the the equipment John Deere. Yeah. They pretty much make all the farming equipment in in the US. And oh, okay. yeah. and and they have an like in the past maybe like twenty years and and back, 
things were more analog in the way that the machines work. But since then, everything's become computerized. So it's kind of like with cars as well. Like there's certain cars that you need to have access to the computer to fix them, right? And yeah. so this like pretty much they have to like hack the fucking machines and make people make programs that can sort of test and troubleshoot the system and all this but it's like it's not you know like they just want and they say like okay you need to send it in but it's like Mm -hmm. it takes months for them to receive it work on it and it's like as a farmer you need that shit running the next day for your crops and all this shit it's like and it's such a fucked up part in the system you know Uh, so they have like this like lobbyist trying to pass some shit called like right to repair um so that they can get yeah, the assistance. That's, that's true. Yeah, I mean that that's something that was happening with some of our uh, our trucks. That these trucks, you needed special like a you needed a, a, a computer that only uh, authorized dealerships would. But like we don't want to go to certain dealerships because it's just not good for the bottom line. But we had a guy who's very capable of fixing anything. He just didn't have the computer to diagnose it because you needed that computer. You know. Actually, by law, you needed to do it by the computer. You couldn't just, like, fix things because it had to get reported back to uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles. So it's like, it was, um, I agree with that. I mean, if you own something, you should be able to take it apart and do what you want to it and not have something be so proprietary like that. And you could have the right to be the only one that sells the parts and all that shit. Yeah, and, even, that's fine. and even sell the computer or the software, like, but you need to allow me, you know. And that that's, that used to be the American way, fifty, you know, sixty years ago, where like anything you bought came with like an instructions manual on how to take it apart, parts yep. number, and when anything didn't, when you had anything that went wrong, like they made business on selling you the parts for many years after the product was out, so you could replace the little things. And that's it's a shame that that's not how it works anymore. Like it's just everything is so disposable. It's like yeah, we're not gonna fix anything. You just throw it away and buy a new one. And it's like, what a waste! Instead of just keeping things working. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's a business, man. There's I mean, and and it works for a certain amount of time, and then and then they try to shut it down. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. You know, like the whole Uber. Uh, Lyft versus like taxis, right? Like taxis actually had to pay for a license to be a transporter where Uber is a software company where people can just offer to take people around. It's not really a transportation company. It's a software company, you know? And uh, and there's these loopholes that these people figure out, but it's like, you know, is it good? Is it bad? You know, taxis, to me, I think taxis are not something I want to ride around in when I can ride around in someone's, you know, slightly new vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't... I mean, I I find it curious and cool that technology came at such a fast rate that it it disrupted industries in a way that they never saw it coming. And in a way it also shook some industries uh, to sort of let it know like you cannot be a greedy motherfucker forever you know because the taxi business was pretty shady like 
It was expensive as fuck. It wasn't really reliable in the sense that you couldn't have it right when you needed it. It was like you needed to call, and then they come, and it was a shitty car. Especially, like, when you think about, like, New York taxis. Um, that just looks like such a horrible thing. And then yeah. you have, like, a mafia where, like, the permit for that taxi costs, like, a quarter million dollars because there's only a certain amount. And Yeah, it's like a liquor license. And that happens in, like, Spain, too, where they have a battle. Obviously, this happens in a lot of places between the sanctioned taxis and then the new ubers or wow what's the one um cabify or you know lyft yeah i i know uber i know lyft you know what's funny here there was this guy that worked for like the union of taxis Mm -hmm. sort of defending taxis on how to like you know like why they should be the only ones allowed to 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 do things And then I think it was Uber or Cabify fucking offered the guy like a bunch of more money. <laughs> and then now the, no, no, to come work for them. So now the guy is like a lobbyist to defend Uber. But it's super funny because he knows exactly what to use against the other guys because he worked there. So it's such like a conflict of interest. But. You could see the guy, like, change his speech very quickly. Like, no, no, they have a right. They're not, you know, they're just connecting with somebody. Like, you know, like, all the little loopholes that the law cannot <laughs> catch. But yeah. it, it does, I mean, I understand. It, but it does, you know what happens? I still use taxis here. I don't use uh, Ubers and shit. I just don't like it. But the thing is that the taxis had to improve. So they took their own application out where it shows you where the guy's coming they gave you a straight flat tariff instead of it like mm-hmm. ticking so you knew how much you were going to pay so yeah. they had to adapt and I, and then i was like okay i'm gonna use you guys because they're actually taxi people that know the city and i like that instead of some random guy that just got to madrid and it's like ah which is a yeah. lot of what uber is you know like uh, that's true i actually probably would be just like you where i would accept i would rather be taxied around by somebody who does this for a living and knows the city yeah. you know so i find but it to be they, like a good have, a, a good middle ground that they found here yeah yeah that's what it's all about you have to be able to adapt you know don't bitch and complain that somebody's coming at you you know i mean you can you can put up a fight and just kind of try to poke holes in their system but then on the back end have somebody working on on taking that over that's what the tech companies do anyways you know they might be suing this other person for for copying their stuff and then they're like oh snap but that that was part of you know they had that little thing that that kind of gave it their that edge let me let me try to do something like it you know yeah and they they kept me as a client uh with with you know by changing so and they also had to improve their own sort of like uh friendliness and fairness you know instead of like got price gouging you actually want to be fair so like because in the airport normally you will get fucked over always mm-hmm. but here they made it so that it's a flat rate of 30 euros to the, from the airport to the center of the city so it makes it so that it works so I, I've seen it work here in Madrid it, it really does work the taxis have really stepped up to obviously this, uh, at the time the pandemic everything's fucked but in, in normal times it works so that's good 
That's so in good. that sense, do you think the future eventually, you know, like we're thinking about leasing a car, but even that, like, I think that the percentage is like in 85 to 90% of the time, your car is just sitting on your parking. Do you think eventually we're just going to do everything with this shared applications? I think eventually you'll be able to have vehicles parked, which already is happening, but like more mainstream where you have like a car, like, you know how they do the scooters where the scooters are just around and then you beep into to use the scooter well you would do the same thing beep in to use the car you would just have to have a, a profile set up with your own insurance so maybe insurance companies will start to develop no but or, that, know, that, that that already I don't, i'm pretty sure they have it in the u.s too they have yeah. it in madrid like a shitload of little cars the electric ones and yeah. and and they have like their own insurance so like it doesn't even and dude these cars are just fucking used as fuck they put mileage on these bitches but you have these little spots like you can park it anywhere so you yeah. went from here to here you parked it there you left it that's it yeah that's it that's it exactly so i mean that that's probably one of the future i don't recommend i mean in a city like madrid or like in the city like my sister lives up in jersey like she there i've been times where i'm on the phone with her for a good 45 minutes ta telling a story and i'm like man like you don't have to be in your car so long. Like, you could go upstairs and, and sit down. Like, you know, no, no, no. I'm actually trying to find parking. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm trying to find parking for 45 minutes, dude. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't park on this side of the street because the, the street sweeper comes. What, dude? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Well, that happens in Madrid, too, because it's also a city like that. Not to the same extent, but it almost becomes like an inconvenience to have a car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I recommend, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what your, your the next, say, three years are going to be like, right? That's a, usually the term of a lease, three years, three, three four years, I think. Um, uh, but I mean, if you feel like you're going to need the car, use the car, it will make your life way easier, like way easier Then yeah, lease the car. But if not, you know what I'm saying? Save save the money because it's not just the car payment; it's the insurance, it's the gas, and it's the the you know any sort of maintenance. Because usually brakes and tires are not con included, and oil in changes the, are in, not in the leasing. So, mm -hmm. so you're saying that there's also a value to buying the car. There is a value to buying the car for sure, but I mean, I, I mean, unless you have the money to buy it outright, you're going to need to get full coverage insurance. This is the U.S. I don't know how it is over there. But if you don't buy the car outright, if it's not yours, if it's still owned by the bank, then the bank requires you to have full coverage insurance. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's still theirs, technically. Mm, right. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, land, land of the Brave, where nothing is yours. I mean, that's, it. <laughs> that's the name of the game. Yeah. So, but. Would you yeah, get I mean, into a house? Is that something that you would be into, like? Oh, definitely. Buying a house? Yeah, for sure. Actually, I'm gonna take it a step further and say, I want to build a house. I want to buy a lot, and I want to build a house. And to be honest with you, there's a guy that I keep trying to send you TikToks on, but you, you know, you you think the Chinese? You must have some <laughs> some warrant out for your arrest in China or something. That basically, <laughs> the um, the guy. 
uh, says that right now, you know, people say all the time, right now is the best time to buy a house. Well, the problem is, is that it doesn't really mean that it's the best time to buy a house because the prices of the houses are low. It's the best time to buy a house because the prices of the more the interest rates on the mortgages are low. But the problem here is, is that the 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 value of the house doesn't increase at the same rate as the the mortgage or something like that. Like basically, the the value of the houses aren't going up at the same rate or something like that. So it's actually better to take out a loan and buy a plot and build a house for way less where your house where you can put yourself in a place where it would actually skyrocket the pre- the the value of the house where okay. you'll actually be positive equity on a house and you like get like a like a contractor yeah you get a contractor i mean trust me you'll have enough money to do it in the purchase of you know what i mean the same four hundred thousand dollars that you're gonna drop on a house you, you know there's the same you know what i mean you 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 do that and mm-hmm. you put it in a neighborhood you put it in a neighborhood that in the next 10 years is going to be valued yeah. at a higher value. Yeah, my dad you know? was talking about like at one point you go like to places like South Carolina where you can get a plot of land for mad cheap mm-hmm. and you make like yeah. 10, 10 houses and well, that's how you really make rich. That's how you really make money. You buy a quadplex. You buy a quadplex and then you this is going way off topic from what we were talking about but you buy a four of a, uh, a quadplex and then you know what's, what I'm a, what's a quadplex it's, well a duplex is a house that that houses two families two kitchens mm, two okay. you know what i mean then you have a, a trip uh triplex, oh, you, you, you mean like townhomes yeah townhomes apartments condos i mean like a usually like a a, a block of a block oh, of a uh, building a building, yeah. Okay, you so you get, you get a quad, a quad, uh, plex, plex a mm-hmm. quadplex, and then, and then you can bank on that shit. You keep one for you. Yeah, you can keep one for you, and, and then the other three are paying rent on it. And typically, you know, if you live there, you're living rent free because the other three are paying the the mortgage of the building. You know, and then after, and then if you don't live there, if somebody stops renting from you, it's that's why it's not really smart to buy a really fat pad. And then rent it because the moment that somebody stops paying your rent or leaves, you gotta still come up with that rent, that mortgage payment. Yeah, you get me. It's easier for you to lose one renter a quarter of your property, you know, and make yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So it's better to to invest in many units rather than yeah. one one big. Yeah, M- keep your eggs. Money's in, in volume. Because- Money's in volume. Nobody's nobody gets rich off of selling one product. They get rich off of selling millions of products of the same product. Yeah, but that's why a lot of these e-commerce people are selling fidget spinners that cost two dollars. You know, or you know, probably two dollars for from start to finish to ship, and they're selling it for eight dollars. You sell a million of them. <laughs> I Damn. mean, a million times six dollars. You're talking about six million dollars. Yeah, a fidget spinner. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, th- that I don't recommend anybody get into that. That's already a dead, a dead. Now you find them people are basically giving them away but that's the idea behind the you know just volume for shizzles so for people out there trying to trying to come up in in life take stevie's advice and and concentrate on volume on volume you want to have a lot of numbers out there you want to get that kpi to a safe three thousand to five thousand number to keep that shit ranking up it's funny. I, I was in an interview just a, a couple of days ago, 
and they're like yeah yeah we we got this many kpis and i'm just thinking to myself like i don't know what the fuck a kpi is yeah i don't know either <laughs> yet uh, still i don't know but uh i was in a conversation with some of my cousins and they were like yeah bro Last week, and I was able to you know, make that KPI, and I was just like, "Yeah, bro, how many KPIs you meet this week?" I have a bunch of KPIs and shit, and they're like, "Dude, you don't get it. Like, it's a measuring." I was like, "Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I have a bunch of them. Like, I can." Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. <laughs> I can get you. I can get you a couple of them. You them, need uh, KPIs. I got KPIs. Yeah, I can get you like for the cheap. <laughs> yeah, I can get you a couple of KPIs. That's hilarious. Rooney. But, uh, well, guys, hope you like that uh, episode about vehicles in general and how you can fucking stack and bank on these, on these vehicles. So keep it real, keep it gangster, and, and, and keep it legal, you know, especially. Exactly. It's just better that way. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Peace. Peace out.